Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. Know, of course, that good quality fuel enhances your vehicle performance and reduces maintenance cost. Take no risk in times like this. All you need is value for your money. Uh, look no further. Drive to the next Petrosoft fuel station. Yes, Petrosoft for your clean fuel, accurate, uh, for your clean, accurate quantity fuel suitable for new technology vehicles. Be a happy customer. Fuel with smiles. Drive more miles and save some money. Petrosoft, your clean Quality fuel in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. Uh, Gary L. Smith is joining us. Muftar Nabila Abdullah as well. Daniel Kranting, uh, our newest signing. Achu Tamaklo, all of them in the building. Uh, and uh, I'll be introducing them very, very shortly. Um, but, uh, Mr. Daniki, all correct. Charlie. Ideku. Oh, I did very, very cool. You sure? Oh, I'm fantastic. You sure? Because oh, yeah. yesterday, the way you were nervous. Well, I was nervous before the game. Yes. Yeah. And then after the game? I was very calm. <laughs> and during the game? Very calm. During the game? After 15 minutes, I was calm. Uh, those first 15 minutes were wild. Yeah, I was very they were They were fantastic. It's the best 15 minutes I've seen from the Blasters since Chris Hutton took it's over. It's the best game we've seen from the Blasters since, since he took Hutton over. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, um, by far, to be honest. Everything. It had everything. There was desire. Uh, there was hunger. There was aggression. The thing, there was commitment. The, the very things we have been calling for all this while. Uh, and yet, we still didn't win. And we still saw in evident 
the deficiencies in our team. Just the two shots on target from Kudus, XG of 0.89. So we were not even expected to score one goal based on the chances created. We didn't even create any chances um, in this game. We created zero big chances. We had only seven touches in the Egypt box in the whole match. It's unbelievable. Inaki Williams received nine passes from the whole time he was on the pitch. And one of them... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there are still major issues with this team. Um, we just passed the ball, passed the ball. Even the period when we were seemingly on top, we didn't make very good use of the ball. And we still ended up being punished, uh, of course. Um, sure, uh, we will talk about the game very, very shortly. But let me take you to some of the reaction from this particular match. And there were quite a lot of talk after the game. Uh, Mohamed Kudus was named man of the match. And he spoke after the match. This was his first AFCON game ever. He had never played at the AFCON and he backed a brace. After the match, he said, very silly mistakes cost Ghana the win in this game. Your goals to, to, to reflect on on the results, but we got the point today. I felt um, we deserved more because the goals they scored was some silly mistakes from us, which we need to learn from. And we we, we put this game aside and then we we focus on the next game, we, which it was a good side. So we came with um, all the energy and the enthusiasm. So credit to all the boys. Everyone gave their all. I think um, we fought and then. Yeah, we focus on the next game. Until we finish the last game in the group, um, it's the same focus, you know. Um, you could see the fighting spirit and the energy from the guys today. That's Mohamed Kudus there, okay. Uh, we're focusing on the next game. And uh, he says that next game, of course, uh, will be a game that we need to win in order to qualify. And he says it is possible for Ghana to win that game and qualify to the next round. Yeah, it's, it's very possible. Um, until we finish the last game in the group, um, it's the same focus. You know, um, you could see the fighting spirit and the energy from the guys today. Uh, we have to do more than that in the last game, you know, because we have to get the three points as well, course, and then we see what's going to happen after. That is Mohamed Kudus. Uh, he says it is possible. What about his coach, Chris Huting? He addressed a couple of things. First, uh, he spoke about the game itself. And he says Ghana deserved to win this particular game against Egypt. He said Ghana deserved all the three points in this particular game. Take a listen. I felt we deserved to win the game. What I asked after the uh, first performance, uh, um, I asked the players for um, a better performance, more commitment, more running to give ourselves uh, a better chance of putting in a performance to win this game. So I don't think I can fault the players. I don't think I can fault their aptitude and the way that they apply themselves to the game. And at the moment, uh, the, the dressing room is a, is a very disappointed dressing room. That's Chris Huting. Uh, he says Ghana deserved to win. He also addressed the individual mistakes uh, that cost Ghana the win. And he says he refused, in fact, he refused to blame any individual player 
for what happened and he says mistakes are part of the game. As a coach of a group of players, you feel frustrated because in a, in a performance, mistakes in the game are part of the game and you you hope you make less mistakes than the other. Some, sometimes teams can make a lot of mistakes and the, the, the opposition don't capitalise on them. Unfortunately, two mistakes we made today, the opposition was able to capitalise on them. But we have to accept part of the game. You have to try to limit the amount of errors or mistakes that you, you make and of course the team that limits it the most it's a team that has a better chance of, of winning. That's Chris Uting. Uh, so he says they will work to limit the number of individual mistakes that they make. Uh, they make One of the most eventful things from that game yesterday was uh, what happened to Osman Bukhari. Brought on as a substitute in the 73rd minute. Substituted in the 89th minute. He lasted altogether 60 minutes in the match. And his substitution came uh, right after he made a mistake that led to Egypt's second goal. And so Hewting, of course, expectedly, was asked why he did that uh, because of all the implications it could have on the player's confidence. And he says they noticed after he made the mistake that it had affected him and he had lost his way. We like Osman Bukhari a lot and we have a lot of faith in him. Um, I have to make decisions on the bench for what I see. And um, my feeling is, is that... There were a lot of emotions in the game. And, uh, and I thought uh, at that moment, I thought once he'd made a mistake, um, I thought it, it affected him in the game. So this is not normal. You know, this doesn't take anything away of what we feel about him and the type of player he is. It doesn't change the way they think about him and the kind of player that he is. So uh, that's... Uh that's Chris Huting on that Osman Bukhari substitution. This show is yours today. So, in fact, the, people say all the time that we talk too much. So, we're going to open the phone lines very early on in this uh, in this show. So, you can call in and let us know what you made of the team's performance and what you think would happen in that game against Mozambique or what you think we should do. And... I will take as many phone calls as possible. So write the number down, and we will do that very shortly after I play a couple more voices. Uh, there's a, a, a number of uh, 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 phone numbers you could call. The first one is 030-221-6541. Don't call now. I'll tell you. Uh, don't call now. I'll tell you when to call. Uh, 030-221-6541. So write that down. And then our WhatsApp number, you can also call that one, which is 055-1111-997. So write that down as well. You can send me a message too if you want. Uh, and then there's a third number, which is 030-221-6541. Actually, that's the same as the first one. So those two numbers, 030-221-6541 and 055 one 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 nine nine seven. Save those numbers. I uh, will take phone calls very shortly before I even hear from my guests. I want to hear from you guys on what you made of the team's performance yesterday. And I know you have a lot to say. And usually on this show, we don't get to take a lot of opinions. We don't even open phone lines very regularly. So today we'll do that. We're on the back of a very interesting game from the Africa Cup of Nations. Here's one stat you must know that in the AFCON, in 11 matches, 
the Blasters have won only one, dating back to that 2-0 victory against Guinea-Bissau in our last group game at AFCON 2019. That's our only win since the AFCON 2017 quarterfinal match against DR Congo when Jordan Ayu and Andre Ayu scored two goals for us to secure that win against uh, DR Congo to book our place in the semifinals of AFCON 2017. Since then, we've only got one victory in 11 games. Because after that win against DR Congo, we went to the semifinals, we lost to Cameroon 2-0. Then in our third place playoff match against Burkina Faso, we lost. I was Mali, I beg your pardon. We lost. That's two games. Back to back. Then we came to AFCON 2019. Our first game, I think, was against Benin. We drew. Then we drew our second game against Cameroon. And then we won against Guinea-Bissau. Then we lost to Tunisia. So four matches at AFCON 2019. We won that just that one match against Guinea-Bissau. So you add it to the two, that is six games with one win. Then you take us to AFCON 2021. We lost our first game to Morocco, drew our second match against Gabon, lost our last game against Comoros. Three matches, no win. You add it to those six, that's nine. Then you come to AFCON 2023. We've played two matches so far, no win. So that's 11 games at the Africa Cup of Nations. We have just the one win to boast of. That is as poor. That is the longest. In fact, Ghana is currently on its longest winless run at the Africa Cup of Nations. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. And our last two AFCON goals, in fact, our last four AFCON goals have been scored by two players. Our last four AFCON goals have been scored by two players. Jiku scored our last goal against Comoros. That was the last time we scored an AFCON goal. Then at this AFCON, he scored again. So he scored back-to-back AFCON goals and then Kudu scored two yesterday. So, others are not necessarily contributing goals. And it just goes from bad to worse. Our record at the AFCON. But not all hope is lost, of course. Yesterday, lots of individual errors. And some of them are being blamed. But Mohamed Salusu says, Don't blame individuals. For the draw yesterday, he said blaming individual players kills the spirit of the players. Yeah, I think um, we win as a team, we lose as a team. There is no individual mistake. Um, when, when we do mistake, we, we do mistake as a team. You know, this is the most important thing. Because when you you, you mention a player, you, you're going to kill the player for the next game. Oh, yeah. You understand? It's the most important thing. So we, we, we win as a team, we lose as a team. So the most important thing is we need to focus on the next game. We win as a team, we lose as a team. 
When you blame individuals, you kill their spirit. The man responsible for the motivation for them yesterday was Richard Ofori, the goalkeeper. He was captain. He spoke after the match and he says, they have already put that draw against Egypt behind them and are looking forward to Monday's game against Mozambique. What I'm happy about is we still have a last game to go. That's the most important thing because um, sometimes you can't get um, another chance to, 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 to go again. So if you, have, if you still have another chance to go again, we just need to stay united and then we make sure we move as one family and then um, we, we, we deliver. Yeah, why not? We are Ghana. And then you can see today we, we, we show um, the Ghana mentality and then how Ghana play. We, we, show, we, show, we show on the pitch today. We showed on the pitch today the Ghana mentality. That's uh, Richard Ofori. What about you? Did you see the Ghana mentality in this game? Were you impressed? Were you happy with what Daniel and I agree has been the best performance of the Black Stars under Chris Uting? But was it enough? Of course, it wasn't enough to get us all three points. But was it enough to give you satisfaction that, you know what, this team is right back on track? Or you still thought that there were many deficiencies or that this team is not necessarily going anywhere. Uh, I don't know what you made of that performance yesterday. But it's brought us to a deja vu moment. Where we need to win our last group game to qualify. We've been there before and we absolutely smashed it. Like Azik Bwache in 2002. Against Burkina Faso. But of course, against Comoros in 2021, we couldn't do it. So, what happens next? Um, listen, I think you can call now. All right. Even before I go to my guys, you can call 055-111-1997 and 030-221-6541. Also, those of you who are listening to us on Twitter Spaces, uh, you can request for the microphone. They will add you and you can speak to us uh, like uh, the phone call. So if you prefer that, just request for the microphone. They will add you as a speaker. Okay, I've got my first caller. Hello. Hello. Tell me your name and where you're calling us from and then just go ahead and let me know what you made of yesterday's game. My name is Chitiak. I'm calling from South Law. Go ahead. It's yeah, it goes like this. As for me, they've done nothing. They didn't achieve anything until the cup comes to Ghana. They have done practically nothing. To me, until I see the cup in Ghana, they've done nothing. Thank you. Thank you. He wants to see the cup. Until that happens, no kind of performance will impress him. 030-221-6541 and 055-1111-1997. Uh, you can also send a WhatsApp message on that last uh, number, 055-1111-1997. Lots of messages coming in as well. I'm interested in your impression of the performance yesterday. Hello, good afternoon. Yeah, hello. Yeah, hello, good afternoon. Thank you. Yes, yes. Your name and where good. you are calling us from? Yeah, I'm Mr. Benjamin. I'm calling from Tima. All right, Mr. Ben, go ahead. 
All right. Um, I want to know one thing. Whether the team has a team psychologist, okay? Because yesterday, after Inaki's blunder, we went ahead 2-1 before the coach subbed him. I think if we had a team psychologist on the bench, he had to step in to maintain Inaki in the game. Probably psych him up for him to know that, in fact, you have uh, caused a blunder, but don't be too affected by it especially now that we are leading. Do you get me? But yes. there was that quick reaction from the bench to serve him and bring, bring on Bukhari. And he did a similar error, and the goal was um, um, considered again. I think we did well yesterday. I can give the team 7 out of 10. We were on our way to get a win before the errors caused those goals. But we should just inquire from the management of the team whether... There is a team psychologist and whether he sits on the bench and whether he has spoken to them about having to see Jama after the game or after a win and not necessarily before a game. Because that Jama session doesn't do anything to them psychologically. I mean, if after all these three Afghans in previous editions, um, we, we can only count a single win, then there is an issue with this Jama session that he brings into the camp. <laughs> it is not doing anything positive for them before a game. Do you yeah, understand? This yeah. Issue? Ben, the, uh, you, you, make a, you make a very good point about the substitution because Hilton took off Inaki Williams right after he made the mistake and then took off Osman Bukari right after he made the mistake. So it's like, I, what are you doing? Yeah, it, 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 it's not even, uh, um, you know, sending positive signals to the, to the players. It's as if, if you are in the team, or if you are playing, then you cause an error. So probably you consult a team psychologist and he says, hey, let me speak to the, 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 the coach. As the Egyptians are celebrating, let me just rush to Inaki and tell him that, hey, 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 don't, you know, panic. Let's play. And you know, after some... Um Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Few minutes, Ghana scored. In fact, when you look at the, 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 the commentary of the team, Ghana went ahead 2-1 before Inaki was sapped. Or if you watch the game again. Meaning probably he had been boosted, his morale had been boosted again for him to, you know, continue playing. So why yeah. do you then just drag him off? That's fair. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ben, uh, with his thoughts there. Let's, uh, hello? Hello? Yes, hello. I think your radio volume is slightly high. Hello, this is Selassie. Yes, yeah, Selassie. Do you have a radio by you? Please. Yes, yeah, Selassie, uh, where are you calling us from? I'm calling from who? Yes, yeah, Selassie, go ahead. Uh, so, so and there's, there's one thing I need to do. <laughs> and, and, and we total overall for the Blasters too. 
That's the only way we can see something. All right, Salasi, thank you. I think your line is breaking, but I heard the import of your message. You said there has to be a total overhaul of the Black Stars. That's the only way we will get anything decent from this particular team. All right, the numbers again, zero, okay, uh, zero, three, zero, two, two, one, six, five, four, one, and zero, five, five, one, 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 nine, nine, seven. Uh, we have a speaker on Twitter, uh, Icon, Akpe, uh, Icon, can you hear me? Hi, Fento. Can I hear Fento? Ah, fantastic. Uh, so, from Twitter, Icon, go ahead. Great. So, aside the performance against Kizedal Shambolic, yesterday's performance, I think, was brilliant. Yeah, I think the only thing team lacks is um, more tactical discipline and to fight forward. If you watch the record of the Black Stars against Egypt over the years, we don't really fail well. But yesterday was a good performance. So let's encourage the boys. It's in the tournament. They improve match after match. Give them encouragement. And they do better. I think the critics are, the criticisms are too much sometimes, you see. Let's encourage the boys this time to do well. That's what I have to say. All right. Thank you very much. That's uh, Akpe Icon on Twitter there. If you're listening to us on Twitter Spaces and you want to contribute to the conversation, you can request for the mic. They will add you. And then you go live on the radio. Let's go to the phone lines, though. What's your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, Nana from my Madina. Yeah, Nana, go ahead. How are you, Abiba? Yeah, yeah. My name is Fentu and I'm fine. Oh, go ahead. Abiba, how are you? <laughs> uh, Nana, go ahead. Okay, so um, real quick, um, I'll coach, you know, um, I can't kaka. Because when the first goal came, I realized, like, suddenly we were in a defensive mood. It's in Ubuntu, young progressive In an early stage of a game, this is successfully coming back from a break. Now I can see defending. How long can he defend? Instead of you going at them and probably getting a second or a third. That is, that is one issue. Also, I have a query. This is to you guys. I don't know if you try and make it sensible to me. I don't know why the coach keeps benching um, Joseph Pinto. No, that boy is something different. Oh. Strong, fast, quick. Always taking on his opponent. Onyebona is straightforward. He's taking on his opponent. 99%, he ends up with the 18 yard ball of the opponent. However, this could somewhat to I don't understand. Please try and make it sensible to me why this guy is still on the bench. Hardly gets minutes. Look at the time he brought him in um, yesterday. And I don't get it. This guy, anytime he gets the opportunity, makes a point. We see the influence of the guy. And yet still. One minute. How? Mm. I don't understand. Okay, Nana. We'll try and find you answers. Uh, we're noting down all your queries and questions. Joseph Pencil, why doesn't he start? He did start the last match, so it's not like, um, you know, I know that in the past he hasn't had a lot of playing time, but he started the last game and then came off the bench in this game against Egypt as well. So, um at least now, I think the coach is seeing his value. Maybe unless you want him to start every single game. Let's go back to the phone line. Uh, your name and where you're calling from? Good afternoon. My name is Edward. Uh, Edward, where are you calling us from? I'm currently in the Adabatang official club. That's right. Go ahead. Uh, please, uh, I want to, I want to uh, say that yesterday's performance was much, much better than the previous game that we have watched. So I am encouraging the guys to go all out against the Mozambique and 
I think we'll get the result. Necessary result. That's all I want to say. All right, very well, Edward. Thank you. Let's go to Paddy Ebenezer on Twitter. Uh, Paddy, can you hear me? Yeah, thank you. I can. Yes, uh, Paddy, go good ahead. Afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, um, I believe, um, I think it's about time we um, think about replacing Jordan. Yeah, we appreciate his work, but he kind of hold us back considering the attackers we have. We like we have PC attackers, but he always slows our game down. And um, our last game against Mozambique, we need these players these more um, fluid attackers to aid us to break them down. I was listening to your stars and for what you said, we had, I think, one of the fewest touches in the magician's um, boxes. We so had only seven touches in the opposition box. Imagine that. It's it, it very bad. We, we, are, we are happy with the draw or we are trying to get some joy over the draw. But when you look at the stars, it's not speaking very well. So Jordan has to do more. It's either he, 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 he gets into the box with the ball or he's dropped for someone to t take on players into the box. At least he might even get a penalty from, from doing that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Ebenezer. And, um, you know, he mentioned Jordan, and I'll just take you to his individual stats. Yesterday he had zero shots, not even a shot off target. Zero shots altogether. He had one touch in the Egypt box for the whole 90 minutes he was on the pitch. He made one key pass. He had zero successful passes into the final third. He completed zero dribbles despite attempting to dribble two times. He was dispossessed six times and he lost 12 out of his 18 duels. Now, <laughs> now that is as awful a performance as you can get. And even yesterday, his biggest supporter... Mr. Daniel Crantin was very frustrated. And uh, if yeah, you're looking for... I was frustrated? Uh, oh, yes. I saw your tweet. He said, come on, Jordan, pass the ball. And that ball he didn't pass was what resulted in Ghana's first goal. No. Yes? No. Yes. I tweeted it. I was watching the game. That's not why I tweeted it. Ah, okay. Bottom line, you were frustrated. I wasn't passing the ball enough. All right, fine. That we have established. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, again, uh, what's your name and where are you calling us from? I'm Lemo calling from Dorinya. Very well. Go ahead. Okay, so I have three issues. The first one is our coach. He's able to read the game when the game is going on. So all the water breaks are going to our disadvantage because nothing happens. Looking at our game against Kivet, at a point, Jordan was useless. At the point, we were expecting him to make the change. The change didn't come. It came later after they had scored. Looking at yesterday's game, we all know um, Inaki was ineffective in a position wasn't played. So the change should have come earlier. And our best player in the first game was Penzo. So if you are going to make that change, Penzo should be the one coming on. And after bringing Bukhari, the, the next thing to do was, was to change Jordan. Jordan was useless. But rather he took Bukhari off and brought in Penzo. So the coach seems clueless in everything he's doing. For yesterday, he got the defensive right. But our attacking, there's no attacking pattern. Both goals were from brilliance from Kudus. Nothing, but no team effort. Our first goal in the first game was from a set piece. Nothing from a pattern or a attacking pattern. 
let me give you an example. I'm a Chelsea fan. Look at Tuchel when he was in Chelsea. You could see that Chelsea were attacking with a pattern. They created a lot of chances, if not for the messes of Werner and our strikers. In all the matches Chelsea played, Chelsea were scoring goals because we had a pattern of attack. But looking at our black stars, there's no pattern. Just play the ball anyhow and expect to find results. No shots, nothing. Yeah. So I'm really disappointed. I think they should work on that. And it's a fair point that you make because if you look at, for example, our performance yesterday, okay, our XG, the expected number of goals we were supposed to score in that game based on the quality of chances we created was 0 0.39. In other words, we didn't create even enough opportunities to have even deserved to score one goal. That's how bad it was. Okay, and uh, he made the point about uh, attacking third not being creative enough. That's true. We attempted three shots, two of them being Kudus's brilliant uh, two shots that resulted in goals. Um, we had only seven touches in the Egypt box. You know how many Egypt had against Ghana in our box? Nineteen. Nineteen. You know how many, uh, the past success rate, I don't think a lot of people read meaning into that. 78% was our past succession rate. We had one cross, one open play cross in 90 minutes. One cross, one successful cross. Progressive passes, the number of times we passed the ball progressively, only 11 times over 90 minutes. In other words, we just spend the whole time passing the ball sideways or backwards. No penetrative passes into the opposition final third. Only 11 of those. We had five key passes, big chances created. We had zero. It was awful from the attacking performance. Let's go back onto the phone lines. What is yeah, hello. Yes, what's your name and where are you calling from? Yes, this is John calling you from Laura in the Upper West Region. Ah, John. Katuma. Yes. Oh, everything is correct here. Go oh, you, you have done well. <laughs> uh, let me use this opportunity to say uh, good afternoon to my incoming MP for Laura, Honorable Jacob Dere. He is the MC for Laura. And good afternoon to Honorable Ambrose Dere, the Interior Minister for Nando. Uh, my brother, I only have one problem. And my problem is uh, we have Ghanaian private media houses doing sports every day. But when it comes to a bigger tournament like uh, African or World Cup, most of the Ghanaians being denied by watching this kind of tournament. And my biggest problem goes to GBC. I think that it's a Ghanaian-owned uh, uh, Ghanaian uh, media house. And we pay taxes for GDC to still maintain up to date, but we've been denied of watching our own tournament. You see, go to the whole Africa. When it comes to a tournament like this, this nation media house used to attack with their private media houses so that the people of the entire country will watch the match. You know, the support base is 
if we all give this uh, support helping hand, that is where Ghana will win this cup. But yesterday match, I think that our defense is very, very loose. And I would say that if it is not because of kudos, I think Ghana would have been packing up to date. Very well. Uh, he made a... He made his point. GBC, give us the right one. Let us also show the half court. <laughs> That's what George is saying. Uh, let's go to Twitter where Ruben Miles has joined us. Ruben, where are you joining us from? I'm joining you from Tashi, Lekman. That's right. Ruben, go ahead. Let's hear from you. Um, my first point is about Inaki's pass to the difference. I blame Prof for that mistake because when you look at the pass, it wasn't meant for the goalkeeper. It was meant for Prof. And Prof realized the player had... The player was rather attacking Prof, but Prof was not attacking the player. So by the time he realized, he was caught off guard. And that was when the first goal came in. And secondly, in our local language, I didn't see what Bukai was doing. Bukari literally knew what he was doing because at the point he had the chance to just clear the ball to the corner line. He decided to go towards his own pool. And trust me, the striker that was following him, Mahmoud, is playing in the top team. And he would never let this chance go. So personally, I don't want to blame individuals, but I feel that the coach should have even seen that Prof was tired at the point. And Alidu was excellent in the games uh, we played in Kumasi. You could see his, 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 his zeal. He could see how he was always trying to hold on the defense. He, he gives us less chances when we are attacking. But defensively, he's able to stand on his ground and get the ball for us. So personally, I think going into the next game, the mentality that started, uh, the Egypt game was good. You could see a lot of progression. You could see a lot of zeal in them that they want to win the game. And this is the last game. We lose, we are gone. If we win, we can do our calculations and see how best we we'll go uh, as, as a country. So to me, this is the problem I found in the game. And I think going into the next game, the boys should do a better turn for us. Very well. Uh, very, very well. Thank you very much uh, for that. And um, that is Ruben joining us on Twitter Spaces. You could also join us, of course, on Twitter Spaces. Uh, also, if you prefer, uh, phone line as well. Uh, you can join us. You can just request the mic, okay, and then speak, all right? Uh, on those of you listening on Twitter Spaces, uh, you can request the mic and speak. Uh, I don't have another speaker added, just Ruben Miles, who just spoke. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, we'll try and add some of them. Now, I'm going to, uh, for example... Uh, Ghana's uh, pass map here, okay. Ghana's pass map here, all right. To see the number of times our attacking players distributed ball among themselves, and I'll take you that through that very, very shortly. Uh, and if you look at uh, Jordan Ayu, Anton Semenyo, Mohamed Kudus, Inaki Williams. Inaki Williams and Antoine Semenyo, forward players. They played as part of our front three. 
they did not exchange a single pass together. They did not exchange a single pass together. So they were just running around at the front there. No coordination. They couldn't access each other. And they played right next to each other. Because Semenya was in the middle, Inaki Williams was on the right-hand side. And yet, they didn't exchange a single pass together. So you're talking about why we didn't create. These are the reasons. Inaki Williams received the ball nine times. Six of those nine times he received the ball, he received it in his own half. Passing backward. And um, that's how bad it was. Let me go to Twitter again and speak to uh, Pelo. Pelo, you join us on Twitter Spaces. Can you hear me? Pelo, can you hear me? Okay, I cannot hear him. All right. Um, all right, maybe on mute and speak. I can't hear him. He's added as a speaker, but I, I, can't, I can't hear him. Pelo, I can't hear you. All right, cool. Uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pause the phone calls now and also the Twitter spaces and then come and speak to our resource people. Is Ado there? Ado, are you there? I'm here. Yes, Ado. Okay, you go ahead. The only positive thing yesterday we can think for the game was Kudu's two goals and maybe probably you not being called Abiba. <laughs> Because this we were very, very terrible. How on earth did Jordan stay on that pitch for 90 minutes? Jordan, are you? No crosses. The only the only defense he has for himself is being the most foul player in the Premier League. And not even winning a single penalty for his team. Always being foul, whether in his opponent or just after the after the same star circle. Which is very, very bad of a player of his kind. Yesterday, I can say we dropped points mainly because of Jordan Ayu. Because at times, we have a chance. Just a pass forward. Jordan will be holding the ball. You know, if you don't want to pass, you just want him to be fouled. A big player, then just push down his shorts in his sneaker like it's some boss be. Oh, that man let us down yesterday. But you win day. We have one point. We win our next game and we are through. Thanks, friends. All right. Thank you very much, Ado. Uh Ado there joining us on Twitter. I'll pause Ado for now. Daddy K has been itching to speak. Um, so I'm gonna let him speak now. Uh, Daniel, you have become a bit of a, a, a scouting master. Uh, you spent an awful lot of time watching the Cavadians. You noticed exactly how we could hurt them. And the one time that we tried it, it worked. You also talked about how they could punish us, and they punished us real good. Before this game, you and I previewed this game on multiple platforms, where we spoke about the key to getting a result. And the key word that, had, that rung through all of our previews was bravery. That the team needed to be bold, they needed to be brave, they needed to be courageous. Uh, we saw glimpses of that, especially in the first half. The individual errors in that second half gave it away. We drew 2-2. And there's a lot to unpack in this game. So I'm going to give you the floor. What have you made of that performance? And what are the signals that you've picked for what this could mean 
for our future or going forward? Um, <clears throat> I'll start by saying it was a 10 over 10 coaching performance. 10 over 10. Perfect coaching performance. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. The coaching was 10 over 10 for you. For player application, I'll say it was 8 over 10. It was a solid display from the team and from the coaching staff. And I was very highly impressed. They showed that they did their homework on the Egyptians. They knew how to hurt them. And they did what was necessary to create the scenarios to hurt them. So that was good. Now, look, let's, let's, let's start off with what the game plan was. What exactly the game plan was. Because that is how you can properly assess the team. Before the game, we spoke about the fact that Egypt on the ball struggled to break down teams. They are a team that thrive in transitions. So what do we do? We kept it very compact at the back, very difficult for them to um, hurt us in between the lines. We saw the relationships between our back line, our midfield line, and then the forward two in Kudus and, and Semenyo, who were playing as a front two when we didn't have the ball. We saw... And that was what impressed me, at least in the first half, most. The relationship between our fullbacks and our wide men. And how they kept on constantly interacting with each other. Drawing each other very narrow where they had to. Um, and especially on the left-hand side, defensively also. And that was because Egypt were trying to penetrate that side, obviously, because their star man, Mohamed Salah, was there. So the job, especially by Gideon Mensah, was absolutely super in that for me in the first half. In fact, he had a fantastic game personally. He had a um, very good game. Gideon Mensah, that was, that was really good work from him. So that was the game plan defensively. Stop them from being able to operate in between the lines. Of course, that's where uh, Mohamed Salah thrives the most on the Egyptian right-hand side. Not necessarily giving the width, but playing in that right-hand side channel. And we're able to stop that. Our attacking plan was very simple. To break with purpose and break with aggression. Very direct. And with that, we were not taking risks. We had very limited men making forward runs. And that was because, and this is what people need to understand, that was because Egypt thrives on transitioning. If you overcommit men and you lose the ball, the chances of you being punished on transition was high. So we saw very limited men making off the ball runs when we were on the break. And I'll give you a prime example. There was a portion in the game, in the first half, where Ashimeru won the ball 
gave it to Inyaki Williams and he started breaking. The closest player to Inyaki Williams was Gideon Mensah. As soon as Gideon Mensah hit the center line, he stopped running. Because when he scanned around, the two front men who were expected to be darting forward had dropped too deep because they were doing defensive work. And as a result, if he goes and there's a misplaced pass, there's going to be trouble. So it was just a key point in the game where we saw that we were not taking too many risks. The point is, the perfect opportunity would come and we'll be, we'll be able to get the goal. It wasn't about forcing the issue. It wasn't about playing risky passes. We were keeping it safe, keeping it compact, and waiting for our moments to pounce. And for me, that was a very smart thing by the, by the technical team, especially because of Egypt's threat when it came to um, transitions. Now, that game plan, the same game plan I'm talking about, was also largely dependent on being very compact and being disciplined. And that we have to credit every look, the, the entire team. The relationship between the lines was, for me, this is the best we've seen the Black Stars do in a while. Um, we'll take you back to the World Cup game against Portugal. But even that one, we were a bit content defending and didn't think too much offensively. But this time around, there was a proper relationship and there was a clear pattern as to how we were going to break. Now, there was also a reason why we were not taking the risk. And I've mentioned about the... I, I, I speak about... Because the, of the threat of The threat Egypt. of the transition. Now, even to highlight the reason why we were not ready to take risks. Now, these are a little in-game examples. When you break and you are in your own box and there's a lot of space to cover in the opposition box, especially if you are not an overly offensive team, you don't take risks. So the smartest thing to do when you don't have options around you is either to hold that play, wait for your teammates to come, and keep possession of the ball. If you can't do that, then you draw a foul. Because what the foul does is to enable you restart play higher up the pitch. So when a long ball is given to Jordan, and Jordan's only other attacking option is Semenyo for him to pass to, and after Semenyo, there are red shirts flooded around, and Jordan turns and he wins a foul. What is happening is that we are keeping possession of the ball because our game plan is not necessarily to open up and cause havoc. And the havoc means once you open up, you're also opening up spaces for your opposition to hurt you. So what was the plan to score if our plan was not I'm to I'm getting open there. Up? I'm getting there. You scored okay. two goals. You're talking about XG. But the XG, you see, there's context to everything. There the is. XG for an open pool for Egypt's goal is what resulted in the very high number. And that wasn't a chance they created. So you have, They forced a, the issue. They forced... Oh. <laughs> when Inaki turned, the Egyptian attacker started running because he could anticipate that was going to happen. Fortunately for him, it did. And he pounced on it. So I give you another in-game example. In the first half, there was a long ball looking for Hamdi on the left-hand side. Gideon Mensah read it brilliantly. He headed it into Ashimeru. Ashimeru controls and gives the ball to Kudus. Kudus had peeled off to the left-hand side at the point. When Kudus picked the ball up, he was surrounded with a number of uh, red shirts. He dribbled past one and tried a one-two with Ashimeru. But then the reverse pass to Ashimeru didn't work out and the Egyptians intercepted only for Gideon Mensah to come back and win back possession. 
But that just showed the importance of not taking too many risks because you don't want to lose possession of the ball in your own half. It is better to lose possession in the opposition half than to lose possession in your own half. So that was fine. Now, there was also a reason why most of our breaks came from the left-hand side. And it looked like we were focusing our attacks on Jordan Ayew and uh, Gideon Mensah's side. Now, Egypt were trying to break us from Mohamed Saleh's zone, which is the right-hand side of their zone, but obviously the left-hand side of our zone. But because of the brilliant defensive work, and I'll mention Gideon Mensah's name again, um, with the relationship between himself, Jordan Ayew, and then uh, Ashimeru, we mm -hmm. tend to be winning a lot of balls from that zone. So obviously, if you are winning a lot of balls from that zone, the build-up will start from there. So what he meant was, Inaki Williams on the other side was not necessarily going to be involved in build-up play. Mm -hmm. He was going to have to be very important off the ball and very disciplined off the ball. In terms of his attacking runs, yes, he offer bodies or his, an extra body in the attacking zone where he had to didn't necessarily mean the ball will always come to him, mm -hmm. but his movement was going to be important to create spaces for the da more dangerous attackers. And I make this point because it will come in very handy when we are assessing the first goal that we scored. So that explains why most of the time we were not necessarily playing from Inaki Williams' zone. But that doesn't mean that he was pra practically a passenger. He wasn't. He was still playing a very important role in keeping our ship in the game. So, I was very satisfied, honestly, with the first half performance and how we were able to keep Egypt at bay. Then in the second half, what did we do? In the second half, and I was very early in the second half, I think we made a mistake with trying to match Egypt's momentum. They came out... They came out flying. Flying with high intensity. And which, which should have been expected, to be fair. They yeah, which should behind. have been expected. But then what you do, especially when you are in the lead, especially when your shape has proven to be difficult for them to break, is not to match their momentum. When they come at you with high pace and they miss and you get the, the ball, you shouldn't also necessarily try mm -hmm. and spring it forward quickly. You take your time and kill that momentum. Because what Egypt wanted was for the game to become chaotic. That's exactly what they wanted. And what we're doing was trying to give it to them. What we're doing was basically giving them what they wanted. You mean play, we played into their hands? We played into their hands by trying to force the issue and get a second goal. And for me, that was, that was needless at the point. We should have been smarter about it and tried to kill the momentum. And that's why I suspect that when Ashimeru pulled off injured and he came off, um, Chris Hilton opted for Baba Idrisu because Baba Idrisu is safe, he is slow, his passing basically just kills the tempo of the game. And that's what we wanted to do because when you start playing like that and Egypt finally win possession, it is very difficult for them to restart that intensity. So they increase their intensity, then you kill it. Then they increase and then you kill it. Especially for teams that are chasing a goal or a team that is chasing a goal. It doesn't serve too well for them. That's why on the flip side, we always talk about when we are facing North African teams and we are chasing a goal. You are going for it and then you see somebody's on the floor. <laughs> Once that stop happens, you have to try and generate the momentum again and it's very difficult. So in the second half, 
in the early embers of the second half, I thought that's what we should have done, especially when they scored that disallowed goal. I think we should have been smarter about it and stopped forcing the issue, but we didn't. And then Baba Idrisu came. And I think at that point, when, when he came about, in the next, I think, five minutes, we were in a much, much, much better zone. And then the mistake from um, Inyaki Williams happens. And some of these things, look, sometimes these things happen. They do. It's, it's very football, painful. honestly. And I will not agree with anybody who says it, was a for, it wasn't a forced error. It wasn't. Baba Idrisu read, Jordan had uh, got dispossessed. The that was, wasn't forced. That was forced, forced, but so that was in our half. Let me, let me. I'm, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm mm, making mm, a point. Mm, mm, mm. That's forced, where it began. Listen, they forced Jordan into a mistake in the in our in no in the Egyptian half. Yes, Babai Jisu read the loose ball and won back possession. He didn't win it. He won back possession. He, he, kicked, he kicked the ball. That's an interception. That's what it's called. It's he, called he an didn't, interception. He didn't, he didn't intercept the ball. Had he Idrisu was trying to clear the ball and Babai kicked Idrisu it straight back. To, it, who was the ball going He did. And he touched it straight back into no, an Egyptian. I'm saying, had Baba Idrisu not touched the ball, who was the ball going to? The Egyptian would have gone through with the ball. Exactly. So he intercepted it and the ball f- fell straight to the foot of Inyaki Williams. That's what I'm saying. It's called an interception. The ball would have gone to the Egyptian if Baba Idrisu hadn't read it. And he read the situation. And it still and went to an Egyptian. It went to an Egyptian because Inyaki passed the ball back. Inyaki is not an Egyptian last time I checked. He's not, is he? No, he's not. So when Jordan made a mistake in, a, in, a, in the Egyptian half and the ball broke loose, Baba Idrisu did well to read the situation, intercepted the ball, and it fell to Inyaki Williams. At that point, that is not danger. And I'll disagree with anybody who says that is danger. With the ball around the center, center Cent- area of the pitch. Center line. Center line, with literally one possession back. And then he makes the back pass. Poor, but these things happen. And I understand. Some of, sometimes these things happen in football. In Ghana's people, case, I think people are just upset that it's happened th- three times in a row. Yes. So, they, those things don't happen. Then you have to address it. You have uh-huh. to address that's the, it That's the point. Yes. So, we know mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. But if the mistakes happen three consecutive times in the three goals that you concede, there's a big problem, like you said, which yes. has to be addressed. Which has to be addressed. But we'll shelve that for now. Now, I also saw some comments... Uh, blaming Dennis Odoe for that. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's... He can't see what is behind him. The person who can see I what think is he behind probably, him... I think he Chico. definitely saw him, but no. he didn't see the goalkeeper. No, he saw the Egyptian attacker. Look, if you watch the sequence of play, his back is turned to the Egyptian attacker. Mamush was making the run from in behind him. The person who would see that run was Jiku. But the weight of the pass for Inyaki Williams... Odwe knew that pass wasn't his. Yes. Oh, that the, comfort exactly. the, the comfort and the weight with which Inaki hit the pass, he would automatically assume that his goalkeeper was in a position to pick it up. That's, only that's, for that's him to true. Turn. That is true. The only, the only way you can blame Odwe for that goal is if he had been communicated and you can clearly tell there was, there was no communication from Jigu because his reaction was late. And it took everybody by surprise. That's why I say these things happen. But then when that happened, that's why I said, look, the coaching was good, very solid at that point in time. We considered, okay, fine, out of nothing. We are playing a very good game, you consider a goal. Fine, what do we do? We need to get another goal. Now, two minutes. Two minutes. That's and the two minutes wasn't by luck. That's, you see, two minutes. That, that's what is, is, is quite painful that we all complain about coaching when it's wrong. But when coaching is right, don't discredit it and put it down on. So take me through the coaching that resulted in that second goal. In the second goal. Yes. 
when the th- um, uh, Gideo, Dennis Odoi chased down that ball, won the throwing. Yes. He throws the ball to Kudus. Kudus gives him the return, gives him the return pass. At the time that Odoi got the ball, there were three Ghanaian attackers in the box. And that was very different from what we are seeing throughout the game. Yes. Those were options. Anybody, any right-handed, uh, right-footed, wing-back, whatever, at that point in time, will go for the cross. True. Because there was Inyaki in the box, there was Semenyo, and there was Jordan who had made a late run into the box. There were three very good options in the box. against. It was literally a three-on-three in the box. Mm-hmm. But what does Dennis Odoi do? And I'm saying, take notice of this. What does uh, Dennis Odoi do? Cuts it back to he Kudus. He cuts it back to Kudus. Mm. Now, throughout the game, when our attacking players got into the final third, when you see something, a theme or a scenario repeats itself over and over and over again, you can tell it's clear, a clear instruction. Mm-hmm. The instruction was to give the ball to Kudus. When you are in the final third, give the ball to him. If he's available and if he's free, give the ball to him. So despite the fact that there was a three-on-three three in the box that, uh, um, why do I keep on calling Gideon? Odwe could have crossed the ball too. He sees Kudus, who is making that run. He's free. He's in the final third. He gives the ball to Kudus. That is coaching. And you can't tell me that you are re- is relying on uh, individual brilliance. So that's not. Did you see Argentina the World Cup? You create a scenario. When you enter a certain zone, give the ball to Messi. You have Kudus, so why won't you use his... his why, I, I don't get it. You have a player like Kudus who can produce magic. Then you are telling me that you are relying on the magic. What sort of logic is that? If you have Messi in your team, and you create a scenario, if you are giving the ball to Messi in defense, and he has to run from defense and to attack, then you can say that is maybe relying on individual brilliance. But if you, are, if you manage to create a scenario, and in the final third, he's able to peel free, and you give the ball to him, and he works his magic. That is clear instruction. The first goal we scored... When Jordan got into that zone where he locked himself with three Egyptians around him, tried to dribble, it didn't work. Watch the movement of the players inside the box. When Jordan lost possession, everybody was retreating. He waves the ball back immediately and watch Kudus. Kudus peeled off. As soon as Salis got the ball, there were a number of passing options. He could easily have gone to Ashimeru. He could have swung in a cross because there was Inyaki and there was Semenyo in the box. But what did he do? Kudus has made half a yard of space. Instruction. Give the ball to him. It is instruction. You don't know I have, what you I, have, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. You're saying that Salis yeah. or Odoy, in their wisdom, yeah. would see Jordan in the box and mm-hmm. see Kudus free and give the ball to Jordan. If you they see, don't need to be told. It's not they don't need to be You know, you said this instruction. Look, I'm telling you that. Clear, look, I'm, I'm telling you that. If I were Odoy and, and I see in... Hold on. And I see Inaki. Mm-hmm. No, you made your point. You said his instruction, pass the ball to Kudus. And I'm saying that's okay. But I'm also saying that it is possible that it is entirely intuition. Mm-hmm. Because if me, I'm Odoy, or I am Salis, and I see Jordan in the box, and I see Inaki in the box, and I see Semenyo in the box, and I see Kudus free, I'm giving the ball to Kudus. I don't, my coach doesn't need to tell me to give the ball to Kudus. That's what I'm saying. In the first goal, when you look at the half yard of space that Kudus had made, was he that free? Which one? The first goal we scored. In fact, he was the closest player to Salis. No, that is wasn't. also a fact. No, he was the he closest was player to the Salis. The closest player to Salis was Ashimeru. He was the closest look player. Look at the footage to... again. The closest player to Salis was Ashimeru. In fact, was if you are going to follow... Who was closest to Who was closest to If you are to follow typical Salis passing... Who was, have gone sideways. No, who, who, was who, was closer to go? who was closer to go between the two of them? 
I'm not talking about who was closer to goal. You but asked me a simple point. question. No, no, but you said who was point. the closest player You're... to Salis. And I'm saying the closest player to Salis was Ashmeru. And even and... if you are going typical Salis pass, if you are, how Salis usually passes, he would easily have gone uh, sideways. You can't discredit but the coaching by discredi- saying... No, it's not, but you also no. can't credit the coaching. If a player also decides... If I tell you to do something and you do it, isn't it? Doesn't the credit go no, to no, both no, of but, us? But that, that's an assumption. You're you saying, no, you're assuming that they told him to. I'm also telling you that. And I'm telling you repeated sequences in the game where Kudus was free. How many? We had different players uh, okay. who were free, but they still look. So in that case, how many shots did Kudus take? Let me let me land. You are interjecting. I'm building a point to point. I'm trying to point out to certain things that made sense in the game. Look at the the break that we made. Another thing that shows the instruction of the team. And there was look, there were so many instances when we got into the final third. Mm-hmm. Now this is a combination of two points I made. Mm-hmm. In the second half, mm-hmm. there was a breakaway. The one everybody is insulting Jordan are you for? Uh, where Inyaki made a darting run inside. Mm-hmm. When he picked up the ball on the left hand side, why didn't Jordan make that through pass? What happened during that sequence? Jordan picks it up. He comes inside. Kudus peeled himself free. Was free and was calling for the ball. You see, there was something that after uh, Sunday's game, a footballer, I was chatting with a footballer. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And he said, modern footballers like himself hardly do anything on the pitch that is not down to instruction. So he said, what we see is a reflection of what the coach has told them. So it is very difficult for him. And I was complaining to him about our attacking play in the first game. And what he was telling me is that it is very difficult to blame some of these individual players for decisions they made during them, especially when the decisions were repeated. Very well done. So I said, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. When Jordan makes that darting run inside and Inyaki peels off, he's calling for the boy. Inyaki was calling for it. And remember, that wasn't the first time Inyaki was calling for a pass. And his, and he wasn't his teammates ignored him and gave the ball to Kudus. Who does Jordan pass the ball to? He gives it to Kudus. It will not make sense for me. Look, if Kudus wasn't on the pitch and that was runs for Dieboa or somebody else or Dede or somebody else and you are consistently giving the ball to him, that one we can question it. But when you have a player of the quality of Mohamed Kudus and the technical team has clearly instructed you that when you enter the final in that danger area, give him the ball. You have no business not giving him the ball. Very well. Because so Daniel, it will so go yes, against yes, you yes. if you give the ball to somebody else instead of him. Let's, and then it goes south. Let's make progress. So based on, from your analysis, you say the coaching was fantastic. Okay. Let me, no, let me land with the Bukhari. I wanted us to, uh-huh, yes, you yeah. were on the Bukhari. Let thing. me land with the Bukhari one. Now, 
could have scored that brilliant second goal and we are 2-1 up. Yeah. I am very sure, me, I know, that they would have taken Inyaki off irregardless of the mistake he made. Regardless of the mistake. Look, five minutes before we considered that goal, he just made a substitution. Uh-huh. They brought on Trezeguet. For the whole match, when Egypt started the game, who was providing the width for them? It was their fullbacks. It was Hamdi and it was, uh, um, your friend is in Kamal. Omar Kamal on the right, Hamdi on the left-hand side. If you notice in the first half, we didn't have a problem being narrow. And we didn't mind the ball going to their outlets because we were not afraid of their fullbacks. Once it wasn't Salah or it wasn't Trezeguet, we were not afraid. Mm-hmm. In the second half, when at the start of the second half, when they made that substitution, Mm-hmm. The guy who came on for Salah is a pure winger. He fancies one-on-one. So it became a bit more difficult for Gideon Mensah in the second half because now he started stretching play. Then they brought on Trezeguet. When they brought on Trezeguet, now there was a double. They had two wide men, Hamdi on the left-hand side, Trezeguet on the left-hand side, which became very difficult for um, Dennis Odway to deal with. And now it meant that Inyaki would have had to hug the line a bit in trying to defend him. Now, if Inyaki wins the ball on the touchline, now he has to operate as a pure winger when he's breaking forward. So we had to make a switch. And that's why the Bukari thing made sense. Because what happens was, when Bukari came on, Salis was asked to, asked to sort of help out on the right-hand side, and Bukari became like a, a third-man auxiliary. If we win the ball, he isolates his fullback one-on-one and take, has the opportunity to take him on. He tried those, that a few times. Thank you. Yeah. Those scenarios actually panned out. And had he been a better frame of mind, we know, look, those two chances, he rushed across. And you could tell that he wasn't... He did. It wasn't typical It was Bukhari. after the mistake too. It was after the, the mistake too. Yeah. If that was typical Bukhari, he's taking on that guy all day. That's why I say coaching-wise, the, the plan actually made sense. And the matching for error in the second game is much thinner than in the first game. If you could take rest 10 minutes to the end of the game in the first game, you can't necessarily do that in the second game. Because if he goes out and we lose, we're out. So what does he do? Instead of waiting for Bukhari to recover and you can't tell when he's going to recover we have to be snappy about it Bukari will get over the mistake so bring on Josephine's who can do that same job i don't even have a problem with the at all. i don't at all. have a problem it's with happened that. before many times yes so take him off and he will get over it then again in those same dying 10 minutes why would you take off another winger who for me it is he's not flashy at all he can be very annoying to watch honestly when you want to move forward, in Jordan are you? He can be so frustrating. But in the last 10 minutes, if you can't predict where momentum will switch to, you don't want to have another attacking midfielder on the other side or attacking winger on the other side and lose some certain nuances that you will need very late in the game. Egypt themselves started killing momentum. It's almost like they were satisfied with the draw. You pick your moments in, in, in the last 10 minutes. You don't force the issue. Issue... If you watch the, the save, um, the one that, uh, what's his name? Salisu almost made that one going so Ah, yes. That wasn't, if you notice, it wasn't a well-fashioned out chance from Egypt too. They left uh, the guy to dribble, dribble, dribble. Nobody was supporting him. Because they, they themselves they were afraid. You don't take chances like that. It was good Salisu didn't stick his leg out. It was very good. <laughs> what I'm saying was that, in terms of the plan that we put together, in you terms thought of, it was good. Look, it is 10 over 10. This is the best we've seen. The guy, he has frustrated us. Chris Hutton has frustrated us. But if he's doing well and what he did, look, we have to encourage it. And no, as for yesterday, it was if our best If we repeat that same performance and that same level of 
uh, aggression. 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 Yeah. There's no reason why we can't win that the last is, game. That is the problem. Repeated good performance. That's always been consistency. Be consistent with the performance. But what we've seen is 1 in 11 or 1 in 12. Ah, Charlie, I should, I, no, this thing that frustrates me. It cannot be. During the World Cup, the um, uh, Mexico and uh, Argentina, was it Mexico-Argentina? Yeah, yes. Mexico-Argentina Mexico, game. We are sitting there, the game is dull. Argentina will bring the ball and when they get to the final, tell you give it to Messi. Do you think they are not correct? Do you think they don't know what good they have? Ah, you have Messi, you have Kudus, you are telling me that when we get to the ball, if you have, it's Kudus. So. I don't even think that anybody has said that is necessarily ah, a wrong What was Egypt doing when they're trying to get everyone to Salah? But, you see, for me. Hold on, hold on. Achutamaklu, uh, thank you for joining us uh, as well. Welcome to the Joy family. All right, we didn't give him a proper welcome. You, you came. came at the right time. When the place is hot, <laughs> and it's hot, it's hot. The WhatsApp number is zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. Actually, Tom just came off television. Gary Al Smith and Muftar Nabila Abdullah have also joined us. Both of them have joined us on uh, Zoom. Uh, Muftar, let me come to you. In fact, you've been on from the beginning. I'm sorry I kept you waiting for quite a while. Uh, you said you were rushing to go to the media center. So I'm going to take your thoughts on, on the game. You watched that from, 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 from inside the stadium, from, uh, from the media stand. Uh, you saw the players after the match. You interviewed some of them at the mix zone. Tell me about mood and what the feeling is like, especially heading into that last game. Uh, I'm sure, obviously, this, uh, from the interviews you sent us, a lot of the players, including the coach, uh, visibly were very frustrated that we didn't win the game after what was our best performance so far under Chris Hewting. What about what indication is giving you about going into the future? Does it, does it give you any sort of sense of encouragement that, you know what, I think that the players are finally up and up for it? Um, uh, thank you. Um, you, uh, you just hit the hammer right on the head. Um, the noise we heard in the dressing room of the team and uh, everything that we, we heard, even after, which I don't want to put in the public space um, because of how um, I think some of these things could happen um, or could even bring some lot of negative energy into the team is, is that I, what I can just say is that they are all positive. They are positive because disagreements are part of the game. Disagreements clearly show that um, everyone is committed to one cause. Everyone wants to achieve an objective. And uh, I think that everyone that I have seen here is actually committed to the cause of, of the Black Stars. And you, had, you, may, you mentioned the right thing when you said that this is uh, Ghana's best game under Chris Hutton. In fact, he admitted it himself. He said this is his best game since he took over the coaching job of the Black Stars uh, about a year ago. And um, speaking to some of the players, in as much as they were very, very disappointed, they also believe that um, if they are able to put up the kind of performance that we saw on Thursday, there's a possibility that they would have a very good game against Mozambique. What matters, according to um, Richard Ofori, is that the boys can control their own performance but they cannot control what the outcome of the game would be because it is only their performance that can guarantee whether they would win or, or not. So it is important everyone is pumped up for that game. 
uh, against Mozambique, which is going to happen on Monday. And just a quick one, uh, thank you. Listening to that, uh, Danny uh, talk about the repeated patterns of play. In fact, if you were in the media tribune watching the game, it was very easy to actually notice what the technical team wanted to do. Anytime Mohamed Kudus was about 40 or 30 yards away from the 18-yard box, the instruction was simple. In fact, he personally even asked for the ball, whether he's surrounded by players or not. He was always asking for the ball. And they would always give him the ball. I remember when, in fact, he, he asked the technical team to substitute him from about 78 minutes onwards. <laughs> but they didn't mind him. He, I saw him. I saw him suggesting to them that they should be substituted. But they didn't mind him because they knew the quality that this guy brings into the team. And in one of those moments, when um, Dennis Odoi was running down the, the right flank, he, he stopped around the line here. And, and I saw Chris Hilton just run up and pointed to Kudus. It was a direct point. So everything was was easier, and Daniel Crompton made made the analysis as though he was he was seated up here watching the game. Because, um, in fact, I remember when the team was attacking, Joseph Pinsu wanted to take a kick. Jordan Ayu told him to slow down. Where is he rushing to? And I felt at that point, Ghana had Egypt to 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 the ropes, and if that corner was taken quickly the team could have just maybe pushed Egypt back. But Jordan decided to calm things down and, and, and came and took the, took the corner. I, I saw Joseph Pinsel very frustrated by, by that, but his senior colleague was speaking to him and he had to listen. I, I clearly believe that everything we saw on the pitch was they were well-coordinated. Um, Chris Hilton, George Boatin, and Didi Dramani, they spoke often on the technical area. And this one was visible to everyone who was seated here. And we saw every single thing. One thing that I, I heard Daniel Amate talk about when we were speaking to him at the mix zone was the fact that they need to communicate more. Uh, that is the players on the pitch. They need to communicate more because the technical team can easily issue instruction. That back pass that went to, um, that was supposed to, I don't know why it was supposed to go back to Baba Idris or something because he was well placed to receive it. But the pass that went to the goalkeeper. It was a simple instruction. And I saw Chris Hilton lift his hand, suggesting where the pass should go to. And unfortunately, maybe like people would always say, on the pitch of play, the players don't see. <laughs> they don't know what is happening. You can even talk to them. They will not even hear you. But in the end, he gave the pass to a different place. And this resulted in this. But I am very confident, based on what I saw, these boys will be asked to task uh, come Monday against Mozambique. Thank you. Very well, Muftar. One last question before I let you go. Uh, everybody, in fact, on the social media space, there's a lot of talk about what potentially this uh, substitution, you know, substituted or substituted off would do to Osman Bukhari. Did you see him after the match? And what was his uh, body language like? And I'm sure you, you, you also spoke to Chris Huting about that. Uh, do they, uh, what, what is that whole situation? How is it being yeah. handled? Okay, so the, the Osman Bukhari I saw was okay. It was rather Inyaki Williams I saw who was very emotional and um, he was completely down. I I suspected he had something like tears in his eyes. Um, so uh, for Osman, he was okay. He looked very okay. But it was rather Inyaki Williams who was, not, who was not too okay. 
based on what I saw in the in the in the mixed zone. Um, uh, speaking to Chris Hutin, what what he made us to understand was that he was much closer to the boy. Um, he realized that the boy had become so so disturbed, and it was important that they took him off because they felt um, he 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 was not in the right frame of mind to continue in the last uh, seven minutes that the referee had added into the game. That was why he was substituted. But let me just add quickly, one of the callers spoke about the fact that we need a psychologist. And I have mentioned this many times. I remember on March day one, I asked Alexander Jiku whether the team feel they need a psychologist. And he said that a young team uh, need to grow. Um, about a, a year or two ago, when Otoado was in charge of this team, there were conversations about the possibility of having a, a psychologist to be part of the technical bench who would always help them in some of these things. And one official of the FA said that Otoado himself is a psychologist. I think it's about time they, they divide the roles of a coach and a psychologist. The coach cannot play the role of a psychologist. You are saying that right now Separate we don't have one in the team? Like a designated no, psychologist? We don't. We, we don't. We don't. We don't have one right now, as you and I speak. So mm -hmm. I think that it's important we divide those roles. The coach should focus on technical things. The psychologist focus on the psyche of the boys. It is really, really important. It is. And it is. trust me, I, that conversation I had with uh, uh, Alexander Juku after March Day 1 clearly suggested that the, the energies of the, uh, the energy of the boys were, was, was completely different uh, and we've spoken about this on game plan many times, where we say that any time the team is down, um, they, they lose themselves, they lose their body and everything. If we had a psychologist, all these things will be sorted out. And I think it's, it's important that FA could begin to factor in the role of a psychologist within the technical team. That would always help them so that the boys will be in the right frame of mind to compete. All right. Very well, Muftal. Uh, very well done. Thank you so much, Muftal. And uh, be careful with the Acheke because over there, if Daniel tell him, if your stomach car you, Boga, Boga, that place, if your stomach car you, you are in trouble. Anyway, uh, thank you. Uh Avila, <laughs> 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 thank you very much. Take care of yourself. Muftan Avila Abdullah there. And we'll get to him again as and when we get uh, more or we need more updates. You're listening to Game Plan on 99.7, Joy FM and Hits 103.9 FM, sponsored by Patriotsol. Uh Of course, every drop matters just as every penny counts. A good quality fuel enhances your vehicle performance and reduces maintenance costs. So take no risk in times like this. All you need is value for your money. Look no further. Drive to the next Petrosol fuel station uh, for your clean, accurate quantity fuel suitable for new technology vehicles. Be a happy customer. Fill with smiles. Drive more miles and save some money. Petrosol, your clean quality fuel in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. Also by DSTV. DSTV, this is your moment. It's your Afghan moment, and DSTV is your home for all the girls' action and drama. It's time to cheer on the Black Stars, catch the Africa Cup of Nations live, and in HD on DSTV beginning from 13th January to 11th February 2024. Be assured of world-class studio analysis from our excellent pundits from across the continent. 
on the move. Don't worry. You can catch all the games also on DSTV Stream. Download it from Google and Apple Store now and watch all the action. Remember, it's your Afghan moment. You can reconnect or stay connected on star 759 hash to enjoy the games. DSTV, it's your moment. Gary L. Smith is on the line with us. Achutamaklu is also here. Uh, I'm going to go to them very shortly for their takes. But my good friend Christopher Nimley is listening and he sent me a very long message for Daniel Cranting. And he says, this team will never go forward as long as Jordan Ayu is not benched. The coaching from this technical team is bad. The most important coaching, in my view, was to tell the players to calm down under pressure. Our defenders kept ballooning the ball throughout the first 20 minutes of that second half. At this level, if a player is afraid to lose the ball, then he has no business on the pitch. Why bring Baba when he cannot help keep the ball? Bad substitution. Hence, bad coaching. For once... I disagree with Decay. We'll be back very shortly, so do stay with us here on Game Plan on 99.7 Hits FM and on 99.7 Joy FM, I beg your pardon, and 103.9 Hits FM. We'll be right back. The show is sponsored by uh, Petrosol as well as DSTV. Uh, Kivet have just scored against uh, Equator- uh, Sorry, <laughs> Mozambique. So Kivet lead by one goal to nil. Baby scored the goal in the 32nd minute. Um, so that would mean that if Kivet were to win, they would get six points. Uh, and uh, Mozambique would come into that game against the Black Stars with a point, just like Ghana. So it would be winner takes all. Shall it war? It'll be small war. Uh, that would be. Um, now, uh, let me read some messages. Okay? Let me read some messages. Lots of them have come in. 054, sorry, 055 Um Now, this message says. Okay, let me just pull it pull it out very, very shortly. All right, cool. Uh, here are my messages now. All right. This message says, um, as for Ghana, he says, no. If I, it's- Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The difference between the Black Stars and the Senegal national team is the lack of maturity and lack of teamwork on the Black Stars side. Inaki has eight goals in La Liga. It's so seeing him make intelligent runs, but... Uh, they wouldn't pass the ball to him. While the Senegalese, Nigerians, and uh, etc. call attackers based on their goal contribution, we do ours based on the number of times a player has been fouled. So sad. That is Joe in Shama. This one says, Hello, fan. I'm enjoying the show. Please ask Daniel Cranton why we lost control of the midfield in the second half against Kivert. Stanley in Achimota. Uncle Morgan says, Hi, fan. To a good day to you and the guys in the studio. I think the guys did quite well yesterday. Limited Egypt's chances. It was rather unfortunate two schoolboy errors cost us the game. But I want to ask, how come the players always fail to spot Inaki's decent runs? 
His own players made him useless in the game. That's Uncle Morgan. Uncle Morgan Daniel has partly explained that. He said the instruction was give the ball to Kudu. So Inaki can run all he wants. We won't give him the ball. That's what not what the coach said. The coach said, give the ball to Kudus. So Inaki you can be running all you want. All right. Say gratis from Tema Community 25 says, if Almighty Egypt were able to get a point, who are the Mozambicans that we can't get three points? I'm cocksure we are beating them heavily, come what may. This message says, hello, friend. Have you noticed how similar our last three AFCONs are? AFCON in Cameroon, we lost to Morocco, drew to Gabon, lost to Comoros. The World Cup, we lost to Portugal, drew with South Korea. We didn't draw with South Korea. We beat them. Okay, and then we lost to Uruguay. That one is true. And you say AFCON 2023, we lost to Cape Verde, we drew against Egypt. And uh, as for the last game, hmm, you say, I pray we break the chain. That's Osborne from Old Barrier. Uh, Godwin in North Kanishi says, as for Ghana, it's a quality rule. I always say it. So who is Ghana's plan B for Mohamed Kudus? Who is the plan B for Thomas Partey? Nigeria before the AFCON, Tawa Awoniyi got injured. They brought in Sadiq Omar. Sadiq Omar himself got injured. They brought in Terrence Murphy. Victor Moniface got injured. They brought in Paulo Nuachu. Wolfrendidi got injured. They had Alassane Yusuf ready, uh, made for him. Who are our plan Bs? This is a very, very good question. It's an excellent question. Uh, I'm not necessarily talking about his Nigeria uh, anecdote or example. I'm talking about options. Uh, what is your problem? What is your if problem? Messi gets right. injured, who uh, let me uh, ask you. Let me bring in Gary Al Smith before he runs out of data. You have to respond. Ah, my friend, man. Ah, Gary, you can't let this slide. Ah, no, no, no. Gary, you can't let this slide. Gary, no, no, are no, you no, there? No. Uh, is Gary there? I bet he's not there. Okay. No, he's there. But I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, okay, maybe he's away from his phone. He didn't hear me. Thank God. <laughs> 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 but actually, um, listen, Daniel has mounted a very spirited defense for the coaches. He says, yes, we drew the game, but he thought the coaching was 10 out of 10. And then he mounted an even stronger defense of Jordan Ayu, despite everybody's call for him to be substituted because they thought he wasn't doing much to help the team. And despite the fact that in that match, Jordan Ayu contributed in exact number of shots, zero. He only had one touch in the opponent's box. He had one key pass. He had zero successful passes into the final third. He had zero dribbles completed despite attempting two. He got dispossessed six times. He lost 12 out of 18 duels. 12 out of 18 duels. He lost all of them. Daniel says he was still important. In that game, he was crucial and the coaches loved what he was doing. That's why they kept him on there. Despite this evidence, no. your take he was on rich. not he just was. Jordan, but on the performance itself okay. and everything else around it, including Jordan's performance, obviously. Yes. Um, I think the team has been starved of structured something with, with a semblance of cohesiveness for a long time to the extent that we will see what we saw yesterday and call it 10 out of 10. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, 
the question that I have asked everyone since yesterday was what the idea was when the second half started. So, given the circumstance of the first half, you would say that this was a significant improvement on what the team did previously in terms of how we applied ourselves and in terms of being able to stifle the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. But that is just one aspect of what the assignment for the day was. Yesterday's game required that the Black Stars played in a manner that suggested that we wanted to get the maximum points. Okay. Yesterday's game was not a containment assignment. It was not a containment assignment for you to go there and play in the way you did in the first half and expect to play in that same manner in the second half because at best, you are going to get a draw. And you know, I need to correct Daniel in saying that if we lost, it didn't mean we were out. In fact, it doesn't change... The draw yesterday doesn't change what we doesn't need to change do anything against Mozambique because ultimately, whatever your game plan is, be it attacking, be it defensively, if you get into a game that required that you win, you must have an outlet, a plan for scoring goals, right? And you will see that that plan there is a certain consistency, certain attempts to recreate that scenario, and so if for example, the, goals that, the goal that Mohamed Kudu scored, mm -hmm. you would realize that if that was indeed the way we wanted to score, you would realize that there will be three or four multiple scenarios of trying to find Kudus, creating the space on the edge of the area and trying to find him. Right? Mm -hmm. Because in the simplest of terms, the whole point of coaching is to, as much as possible, maximize the scenarios that allow your biggest contributors to be involved in the game and be able to influence the game in your favor. Create chances. Yes. I.e. create Again, chances. Again, the whole point of coaching is to, as much as possible, create the scenarios that would allow your best contributors to be able to influence the game in your favor. And then at the other end of the pitch, you limit the scenarios that allow any chance at all for your opponents to get anything from the game. Yes. So I'm saying that if the plan indeed was to get the goals the manner in which we did. You would find that very often we will create those we will force those openings at the edge of the area and try to find Mohammed Kudus or whoever was well placed to take those shots. Mm -hmm. Was that what we saw yesterday? <clears throat> Not quite. Even in the first half that we say the team played so well, how often did we stretch their midfield and created the sort of openings that should have led to the goals that we needed yesterday. Mm. But I don't have too many problems with the first half because I can understand why a coach would set up in that manner. Um, you cannot jump from the horrible football that we've played for a long time and expect that suddenly we are going to start playing ex an expansive, well-choreographed, -chore cohesive brand of football. It doesn't happen. Because as we've said repeatedly, there are structural defects with Ghana's football, the Black Stars. What I found problematic was that almost all of our best players were playing in areas where they could not influence the game for us. So, even when we were playing well, Kudus had, I think, about... If you watch his seat maps, Danny, help me here. Was it 23 touches that Kudus had? Um, yeah, I think it's something in that. Of all the touches that Mohamed Kudus had, 
there was only one instance where he made a forward pass. And that was to Jordan, I believe. Otherwise, it was sideways to Salis or Ashimeru Majid or a back pass to any other player. In fact, I'm looking at his passing back 41 here. 41 touches. And, how many and, of those and, those, and out of those 41, yeah. uh, he made two to Semenyo. Yeah. <coughs> no, I'm talking about Forward. advanced final yeah, yes, third yes, patches. Yes, yes. Advanced final third patches. But he was too. almost always the furthest man. So that would be yeah, Semenyo was almost always the furthest man. So no, if he made a pass no. to him. I'm saying Kudus. Kudus. The the average po- if you look at the average positioning yeah. on the map, yes. Semenyo was ahead of him. I'm yes. saying that mm-hmm. Kudus was... Kudos was almost always as in like ah uh, yes yeah. I get what you mean so I get what you mean yeah but, but for how many so of let, those let, let me even talk about his total those final he, he, made, passes. he made two passes to Semenyo and two to Jordan mm-hmm. friends I'm interested in the final third passes that he made okay. I saw one okay I final checked third yes yes because those were those are the areas where he can hurt the opponent true story every other thing that he does apart from that area is just to help the team get a grasp of the game, maintain possession, or take the steam out of what the opponents are doing. Yeah. Where you really want him to influence the game is in the final third. And, and he wasn't was, there a lot. He wasn't there a lot. No, and he could not find players there a lot. The one you should be looking at right. is the final third passes received, not he giving. I'm coming, I'll, and I'll come to that. If you check that of Inaki Williams, over 70% of Inaki Williams' nine touches were in the second phase of the build-up and in Ghana's half. Inaki Williams received nine passes. Nine passes of the 73 minutes that he stayed on the pitch. Inaki Williams' significant contribution in an attacking sense were on two occasions. He received the ball once in the half space and he touched the ball once in the penalty area. So it was practically impossible for Inaki Williams to be able to fashion out anything significant attacking-wise. And just as Dani has explained... Often when Inaki had the ball, he was caught in a scenario where he did not have the skill set and he did not have the support around him to get out of those zones. Daniel says it doesn't matter. It does matter. He because his job was to maintain width. Which he did. But I'm just saying that whenever he had the ball and he wanted to... Prog- because, look, the coaches will prepare you to do a certain job, but they will not be in control of all the scenarios that you will be involved in when the game starts in real time. True story. And it is down to the player to, in that moment, determine what is the best cause of action. Whether to make the simple pass, try to take on the opponent's 1v1, or even hold on to the ball. It is down to the player's judgment. And I'm saying to you that, because you cannot forecast every single scenario, and which skill sets and which decision is the best, 9 out of 10 times, it will be down to the player's judgments. Unfortunately for Inyaki, when he had the ball, in the areas where people wanted him to move the ball forward, he was either required to dribble and take on his opponent and sprint with the ball, or try to combine with his teammates. So, you find you found him often trying to make the safe pass, because Inyaki is not a dribbler. And as quick as he is, running for about 60 yards, 60 yards is not, is not his forte. It is not. It is not. So... Someone like Osman Bukhari, Joseph Painsel, may be better suited to that. You saw Jordan at the other end, on the opposite flank, attempt that on two occasions. He was forced to check back and combine with his teammate because he's not that kind of player. He hasn't got that uh, Jordan pace. has no pace. So even when he's able to dribble the opponent, he will swivel they around and catch him. They will catch him. So he has to pass. Again. Or draw far. So again, attacking-wise, 
Which of them was he trying to do when he gave the ball away for them to go and score? He was trying to dribble. <laughs> How many players? So two, two, three. <laughs> it was two. He was pressed by three players. So Jordan it, wanted to replicate his father. Charlie. Yes, I because think, you both say he shouldn't draw five. So he's trying to dribble. And now he's lost so the ball. In a game where we needed to play on the front foot, all of our forwards were left and isolated in areas where they could not influence the game. Now, for me, what was even the most damning for me was in the first, between 15 and 20 minutes of the second half. Now, I can pardon how a team starts a game, the approach, the game plan, even <coughs> the lineup. I can pardon all of that because you are not in the mind of the, of the manager to determine what he wants and how he needs to set out to achieve those goals. But when the game starts and the opponent starts stretching your team, dragging players out of position, mm -hmm. the objectives are not subjective. Right? Mm -hmm. What I see to be the problem when the opponent is creating chances should be the same thing that the coach will see. Mm -hmm. But the opponent didn't create chances. No, I'm saying that. In the events that they, when they started stretching us the way we did, yes. and then we started hoofing the ball forward, then they'll the bring the ball half. back. Yes, yes, yes. In the second half. What I expected was for the team to react because, and what Egypt did was a very simple thing. So they moved Hamdi Fathi forward to when they were playing on the front foot or when they had the ball in Ghana's half to form a front line of six. Mm -hmm. So you had Omar Mamouche, Trezeguet, Emma Mashaw, um, Mustafa Mohamed. Hamdi Fathi joining them. What that gave them was numerical advantage. So they could draw all of these triangles around our players, draw rings around them, and then drag them out of position. How many last-ditch last tackles did Jiku and Gideon Mensah make in the first half? And compare that to how many they made in the opening quarter of an hour of the second half. It pointed to one thing. They were being dragged out of position and defending in areas that were not in their comfort zone. True. So what you needed was for your coach to somehow be able to kill that momentum. It did not look like we had a plan for that. And indeed, whatever it is that they tried, if they tried anything at all, because I, I didn't see anything beyond the Ashimeru Majid substitution, it did not work. And we were left at the mercy of Trezeguet, um, what's his name? Mamush. Mamush. And then the kid who came on, who came on to replace Mohamed Salah. On the right hand side. Ah, I've seen him. So you could tell that they were stretching our defense. Fatty, they, Fatty. 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 Yeah. they were getting behind Ghana's defense. The only thing they could not do was to convert those openings into real goal-scoring opportunities. And on another day, with a little bit of quality, the opponents will get that. Right? So they found a lot of spaces. And for me, that's the, that's the yeah, problem. They found a lot of spaces. What is the point Especially of... Especially at a point where we thought that we were bringing on another DM to show up... But, but, to be more compact. It had the opposite effect. <clears throat> Before we continue, whatever the DM requirements and questions are, Baba Idrisu is not the problem. I don't want to see him in the Black Stars team again. You mean like, he's not the solution? He's not. He's not. Thank you. What kind of, what kind of <laughs> defensive midfielder is, ha, has an inexplicable inertia towards making tackles? Like, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's as if it's like telling me that Baba Idrisu is a pseudo DM. He's a false DM. So as for him, he's there, but he doesn't make tackles. He he will try to cover the ground. But when do you, do you know that? And listen, Daniel, this will blow even your mind. That in the whole game against Kivet, 
Baba Edusu, who played 19 minutes, made zero attempts, zero not... tackles. Edusu. So, of, of what... The numbers don't lie. Of what value are you to the team? Zero attempts, zero tackles in 19 minutes as a DM. Look. So, until... Oh, now, oh, yeah, then. I don't want to see. Let's let's find another, even if it's... So, we are Wawana. <laughs> let's find another DM, right? Let's find... Uh, look, Salis will have his problems. He would have his off days. But we also need to come to the point that, as part of our team building... We need to get, give certain players who have shown promise the time to grow. They and this mistakes. is where, for me, I want us to... You see, and it looks like hindsight analysis. But the truth is that we spoke about... And Daniel was very vocal about this when the squad came out. Yeah. We don't, and someone sent them a message. Did, it didn't look like the squad had a lot of solutions to... Potential injuries no, 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 no. to key players. No, friends, let's not. The think scouting for, wasn't friends, great. Let's not think for the coach. Anyone who says that, I'll tell them they are wrong. But it's true. They are, they are wrong. Friends. Gets injured. So let me tell you why you are wrong. Uh-huh. You think that the coach, in his heart of hearts, wants to play football that requires midfielders that can break lines. So you're saying that can rate a player like Forsen They don't want that kind of profile. If they did, throughout the qualifiers, you would have seen them attempt to play in a manner that employs midfielders of such skill sets. They, they didn't come to the sudden realization that there is an AFCON to be played yesterday. They have known. Because right? when they, uh, when they see, didn't have... Friends, when, when Mensa mm-hmm. retired, when Duncan... Yes, when Duncan And this morning, retired. I was thinking that in, had Mensa been around, Bernard Mensa, mm-hmm. he's exactly the replacement for... Ashimeru Majid. I agree. But the or pro- even the kid, what's the kid in Italy? The Muslim boy, is it Suleimana? Suleimana, yeah. Friends, I'm just saying there, to There's you, quite a number of them. Friends, I'm just saying to you that, yes. and to everyone who says this squad is deficient in this area or that area, in our yes, view, Jesus. in our view, fair enough, because maybe we want to see the team play a certain, a, way. A certain way, right? That employs their skill sets and makes use of them. But I'm saying to you that the current iteration of the black stars technical team have not shown any appreciation or desire for any system at all that employs all of these players that we want to see in the team and i think that's awful because the national Be- team if that had been the case eh, uh-huh. if they wanted to play all of these quote unquote yesterday i'm okay caught fire for using the word sexy but sexy all of yes, passes. Se- what a what a what a silly <laughs> arrangement of adjectives it's a very it's a very <laughs> Naughty arrangement of adjectives. Because <laughs> you're a bad boy. No, That's why. no, but to, to any open mind, <laughs> no. If you are the word sexy football, and penetrative. Nah, bro. Come no, on. no. Come on. No, sexy <laughs> penetrative passes. That's right, the kind yeah. of passes that uh, uh, what's his name? Kevin De Bruyne has been giving. <laughs> Pogba, we know can give. <laughs> Luka Modric and Co. Those are sexy penetrative passes. Sex Fabregas. Yes. Sex. And they're going to very warm areas. Wait. Very warm See. areas. Which Fabregas? Eh? I didn't say Fabregas. You said Fabregas. Friends. Yes, and I, I said the sexy penetrative pass is going Friends. to very warm Danny has, been, okay. Danny has been here sexy, before I entered the studio. Sexy penetrative passes from sex Fabregas. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the point I wanted to. Danny has been here before. I wrap up for me. You have a I have also been here. Yes. We have described players who play that way. We both said line breakers. Yes. None of us said any of what's sexy. What said. So I'm just saying, um, if they so if they wanted any of these midfielders, you would have seen them use them or attempt to build a team with them. So when you're saying that when the chances came. 
for them to try the options. They, they never looked in that direction. This squad is exactly what the technical team wants. And we are getting what look, we paid look, for. Are it, we beating Mozambique? I don't think so. What? Wait, what? Yeah, we don't be. How can we qualify? I know we are qualifying and we are winning the AFCON. <laughs> so what do you mean we are not beating Mozambique? So, so here is the thing. They are down one nil at half time. They got a penalty, which was ruled out by VAR. By the way, we would have to win by a goal margin better. No, than we one. just need four points. Just if we get four points. Fence. We'll finish as one of the Fence. the third place. Team. Trust Fence. me. No, we but need four is, points. So what if we win in Cameroon? Two Fence. points were enough. Mm. <laughs> two points. That's why I was telling Daniel that that his analysis that the Egypt game was high risk and we shouldn't take risk. You no, know? I'm saying it would have lost. We could have been in trouble. If we lost and we we would still have needed to beat no, Mozambique. It's not about needing you. It's about finishing with three points as against I get finishing it. with four and points. I'm saying that if, if we finish with four points, they are guaranteed. The, the, no uh, there will be finish. a team with three points that will make it to a round of 60. Let's bet. Yes, but uh-huh. you don't know that. Uh, uh, no, but I'm saying that. Uh, if you finish I'm with three points minus one, you can lose to somebody with three points uh, zero. There will be zero somebody with two points who will even qualify. So it won't come down to the minus one, yeah, minus two. Look, In Cameroon, we needed two points Fence. to progress. But we didn't know two. at the time. And we didn't. <laughs> we didn't know. Fence. In the so end. Two points were enough. Oh. Fence, in the end, we couldn't get the two points. That's and you're saying we won't get. That is why I'm pessimistic. I'm saying that our body of work, the current iteration of the Black Stars, does not inspire confidence. Actually, what about you, Daniel Cranty? I don't know. <laughs> if, okay. if Chris if Chris Hutton is brave like what he did against uh, Egypt... Which he has to be. If there's more purpose. And improves the in-game management. If there's more purpose in attack, I think we can. If not, then Charlie. Our code device here is not we can come home quick. The fans can save their $400 because if they stay uh, there longer, the money will be yeah, <laughs> That's our show for this afternoon. Game plan on 99.7 Joe FM, uh, also on 103.9 Hits FM, brought to you by DSTV as well as Patreon. So, my name is Fentio Tahiru Fentio. The show will be available as a podcast on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube on the Joy News YouTube channel. Do check it out a little later in the day. Uh, Daniel Kranting, Achu Tamaklu, uh, as well as Muftar Nabila Abdullah join me here on the show. We're back again next Friday. Until then, all the best to the Black Stars.